0: Profit on a six thousand dollar investment would be upwards of sixty thousand dollars, dollars, dollars. dollars, dollars, dollars. <laughs> first time, t- first time filming in a new studio, boys and girls. Technical difficulties. That's why we have the Asian Avengers here. Um, we were talking earlier and uh about the journey leading up this and i was telling you okay when we first met on instagram and i saw your uh i saw your page i was like man this guy's living the dream life and i was telling you because i'm the traveling salesman so i was the one who i'm traveling all around the world canada rather i recant that um selling living the single life having a great time with that but when i see young families i always look at young families like wow they have it together. They have it made. So I, I remember I told you that, but here's the most interesting part because when I saw your Instagram, I was like, wow, you're young. You're, mm-hmm. you're young and watching what you were doing, watching the home flipping and handling it well, handling it very, very well. Because mm-hmm. again, like when I was watching your stories, the frequency of your, of your successes,
1: mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm.
0: was I could catch on to that. Even though we were strangers from across, across the sure. nation, Absolutely. I could catch on to that. Absolutely. So here's the thing. Was there much explaining or convincing the wife to take what would be, most people would consider a megaton yes. risk?
1: So no, she knew from the, I mean, she knew me going into the whole marriage and everything uh, that I'm wired a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she knew it could be quite a journey that we're going to be on. Um, so when I told her that <laughs> she wasn't necessarily surprised and it's not like it just like happened and then boom. I mean, it's, you know, months in advance talking about it. Hey, is this something that we want to do? Um, and the timing just felt right. I was tired of the nine to five. So I just jumped right in and went for it.
0: Awesome. 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 And why real estate?
1: Love real estate. Most millionaires, you know, do it through real estate. Absolutely. Um, and that's where, and then that's not just the goal. Um, time freedom is the ultimate goal. Absolutely. Um, and time with the family. And I've had a lot of that, which I'm super, super blessed and grateful and thankful for. Um, so it's been an incredible journey. It's been awesome. It's just taken off like crazy the last few months um, in both sides. So yeah, it's, it, it's been great.
0: Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. One of the things that all the cash leads seem to have in common on this show is that they always have a very, very, very tough road. Not a single one got dropped into a lucky bounce. Not anyone had the timing just right. Mm -hmm. No one fluked out the lucky ticket. And for you, I think it's quite the same because you made it, you didn't make it easy on yourself because like you said, Bodhi was on his way Mm -hmm. and you decided to jump into real estate. You love real estate. Did you know or have any experience with real estate before flipping,
1: no. So I had none of that. Mm-hmm. I don't come up from a family with that. My dad's been in ministry my whole life. You know, I was not in that. Um, it just kind of. I, and it's not like I just jumped right into it. Although I did, I had been learning and researching for you know for years. Right. Um, up until that point, so um, I was. It, I did reading books and YouTube. You know what? You know what all the entrepreneurs do: studying, learning before you really get into it. I wasn't just gonna blindly jump into anything, um, and I didn't. So it was, it was a lot of learning ahead of time and then getting into it. Um, and that's where the flipping kind of came in. I love that part of it. The Burr method is something that I'm getting into mm-hmm. um, and building my rental portfolio. So I'm working on, on growing into that. Uh, and then, of course, the Airbnb business as well. So
0: Awesome. I love this part because you said some of the key words that all high achievers, all entrepreneurs know is that is they, they study first. They don't take blind risks. They study first. They understand the risk they're taking. It's a calculated risk. Sure. To the outside world, sure, they're, they're throwing darts into a dark alley. But to us, it's, no, I've hedged my bets. I know how much risk I'm willing to take. But for entrepreneurs, it's always super high. Absolutely. Absolutely. We learn as much as we can. And then we understand, trust our abilities before we jump off the ledge and take the leap. For sure. So Absolutely. So how much of your learning was on YouTube?
1: So a decent bit. I mean, I would... Just researching different people and watching different videos, how people were doing stuff. Um, you know, there was a decent bit on YouTube. I'd say more was more books, reading different books and things awesome. like that. Obviously, the first book that everybody reads is um, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You know, that got yeah. me really going Kiyosaki. There year, Kiyosaki. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I guess you could say it all, it all began, mm-hmm. researching, learning, and... Know, how other people are doing it, learning from other people's mistakes and all of that. So Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. So l- let me ask you this. Uh, first off, let's explain what the Burr technique is.
1: Yeah. So the Burr method is just simple. It's, it's buying a property. It's rehabbing a property. It's uh, renting the property, refinancing, and repeating. Awesome. So basically putting all your money in, buying a property, fixing it all up with your own cash, mm-hmm. and then afterwards putting a renter in it. You get the bank then to finance it. You pull your money all your money, if not more than what you had into it, back mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. you finance it, and now you've got a property that um, has got generally 20% equity in it, and then the, the renters are just paying the rent down.
0: Awesome, awesome. So let me ask you this, because uh, from what I've seen, you're doing more of the the rental and flip. Yes. And so is there any, is this leading up to the bird method where you're in a whole? Yeah, so, and So what I've
1: been doing right now is just generally just flips. Right, flipping, cashing up. Buying it up, fixing it up, selling it. Mm-hmm. to the net end user. Just got it actually, uh, another property verbally uh, to sell today, which was awesome. Uh, so that is great. So the Burr method is coming. That's where I'm, I'm growing because I want to build the rental portfolio and get started with that. Um, but yeah, that's right now it's just been doing just straight flips. Done awesome. a lot of learning and researching just like before and what you're doing. A lot of learning and researching right now into the Burr method and what I want to do there.
0: Awesome. Awesome. What resources are you using for the BRRRR method? Is it a lot of uh, a bigger pockets?
1: Yeah, so definitely Bigger Pockets. Actually, the book that I read on that was uh, on Bigger Pockets. Right. Uh, one of the guys that's on there, he wrote that book. Um, so that's one that I would have learned a lot of. And mm-hmm. then more YouTubing and different things and, and talking to people. I talk to people all the time. That's one of the biggest advice that I can give to anybody out there. Any kind of entrepreneur is just, just TTP, talk to people.
0: If you T-t-p. don't talk to people
1: and tell people about what you're doing or whatever space you're in, Nobody's going to know.
0: Man, this is probably the most air horns we've had in this early in the show. TTP, talk to people. If you guys are wondering, uh, if if you're kind of an introvert and you're not quite there yet, check out the Cash Leets uh, IGTV episode two where we break down the elevator pitch. Mm -hmm. We break down the elevator pitch and we in systematically break it down show you how to develop your elevator pitch and then show you how to use it with every single person you meet because when we talk to people we don't want to bore them because we're kind of figuring out our own minds we want to have one or two seconds blast something out create interest have them come in and create the discussion so we can discover network or whatever absolutely love that absolutely Absolutely love that so let me ask you this you've decided to jump into real estate
1: Mm
0: -hmm. why flipping why not find something and rent it? Because real estate because can that go... takes money. I didn't ah, have the money beforehand. Gotcha. I'm just
1: Quitting the furniture business. I got a, biz- a baby coming. Mm-hmm. You know, and all my flips, I've not used any of my own money. It's all OPM, other people's money. Awesome. Um, so that would have been the main reasoning for it. Plus, it's a way that you can build up um, capital really quick right. to be able to use that capital to do b- the Burr method or to do other things, buy other things. Um, so yeah, that, that would have been the main reasoning for that.
0: Awesome, awesome. And this is the main part of today's show because I think what you and I have done, uh, you actually more in-depth than I have, uh, more, more different, uh, vast ways, I should say, is build a real estate portfolio with zero money. Mm-hmm. Same with myself, Airbnb, we did that with $0. Sure, absolutely correct. $0. Absolutely. But you did the flipping. So can yep. we touch on that? Like how did you start the first flip with $0?
1: So that would have been um, talking to a banker friend of mine, speaking with him, and uh, just kind of, again, talking to people, Mm -hmm. told him the situation. I found a deal, told him, explained the situation to him, the deal that was on the table. And he said, hey, I got somebody that's going to fund it. And what I have learned is there's so much money out there. So if you're a young entrepreneur and you need funding for that and you have a great idea or something, it is not that hard to find the funding. Right now I've got lots of money just coming at me and I don't have enough deals on the table. There's not enough stuff out there. Um, and I think that's how everybody, once you start doing things and people start seeing what you're doing, I mean, the, it's all out there for you. The that's, world's that's, your silver, silver platter. I mean, it's, there's, there's anything you can get out there. So it's has You been absolutely
0: great. nailed it. You nailed it. You nailed it. it because the, uh, I think one of the things a lot of people are, it's very native to a lot of people is that money's not scarce. Correct. Money is that,
1: that was my, that was my initial thinking was like, how in the world am I going to get funding for this? I got 80 grand real quick. You know, Just it's like It's not that. that hard. I mean, it's explain, explain what you want to do. If you have a good deal, there's money out there. There's people that are going to do it. But at the same time, it does take somebody, especially when I'm 25 years old, Mm -hmm. starting out, it takes somebody taking that risk in you, believing in you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's where you got to be a salesman. You got to sell yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: For those out there who are watching this show or listening to it on repeat, and just maybe you might be thinking, okay, well, these guys are just, uh, they're talented, they're skilled, uh, they, they're, they have great social skills, I'm an introvert, whatever. Here, here might be the short path. What Landon here is saying is that if you have an idea that shows it's a strong, logical idea,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the investor understands how they're going to get their money back.
1: Yes, that's huge
0: they m- will more than likely invest in you. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's that simple.
0: It is actually 100%. that simple. If you can actually show and prove how to return somebody's money, why would they not invest in you? That's exactly. Unless right. you don't know what you're talking about.
1: Correct. Exactly. And that's where all those years ahead of time learning, mm-hmm. I knew right away what my pitch, like you were just saying, the elevator pitch, I knew my pitch, what was it going to be?
0: Awesome, awesome. So okay, so before we move on here, because now we understand that money is out there, money is actually fairly limitless. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the things that uh, I preach a lot that money is actually one of the most abundant resources because they print it. Right. They can yeah, print yeah. as much as they want, whenever they want. It's absolutely limitless. Sure. Right. The other thing is guest in the house. Um, oh, man. The other thing is, how did you find the first property, and how? And more importantly, because we know, but how did you know that that was the one to pull the trigger on?
1: So that was talking to people again, mm-hmm. and I can't harp on that enough. Um, just talking to people. So that was talking to uh, someone from church there, speaking to them, and, and letting them know what what I was doing. Right. He found the deal. I'm forever grateful for that. That's how I would have got started in it. That's what you know really propelled me on. Um, and then just looking at the numbers, running all the numbers again from going back in all my research and learning beforehand. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew the numbers. It was a no-brainer.
0: Absolutely incredible. So I want to break down a little bit deeper. What Lanny just says, he talked to people in his church. This is one of the most golden tips for starting out is use what you have. Mm -hmm. Use what you have. If all you have is your brothers and sisters, okay, start with your brothers and sisters. Then talk to everyone at their work. Talk to their friends. Talk to your church. Talk to whatever you have. Talk to them first. So I absolutely love it. You are an entrepreneur, entrepreneur true to the bone.
1: Absolutely, yeah, that's what it's all about, talk to people.
0: So, we, we, we locked down the first property, and so uh, how long was the process to actually get this one, uh, buy it, rehab six it, months. six months, completely six done? Six months,
1: completely done, absolutely. Ran into all kinds of hurdles, that was a a lot of hurdles there to get started in it, but uh, yeah, six months from, from start to finish, and I learned a ton through that whole process.
0: And was this just you and the wifey with hammers and nails, or did you GM this I did, did way GM too much to
1: start. Yeah? Um, as I got going, as I, you know... Then I did a lot more myself, but definitely hired out. Now I hire it out because I let the professionals do what I can do. So are you Um, more a general
0: contractor now? exactly. So you have the idea, you carry it out, you bring on your contractors, boom, get it done. That's right. Absolutely incredible. And how many projects do you have on the go now? Because you have several on the go now.
1: Oof. I should have counted this beforehand. Three, I think. Three. Three of them. Yeah. So the one verbalized to sell today. Arm is on the market. Another one we're fixing up right now and just closed one recently. So
0: yeah. Hey, <laughs> there we go. Absolutely.
1: good.
0: Okay, awesome. So you are eventually you're, you're stacking up cash now. Mm-hmm. And so I, I hope I hope whoever's listening to this on review to go back and re-listen to this because we've just gone through so many nuggets. We actually fast forwarded through what we would call the launch phase. Mm-hmm. The proof of concept in the launch phase. Mm-hmm. Where you actually have a concept, you prove it out, you get the funding, you launch a product, you sell it. Mm-hmm. But now you're going. You actually have a clear path to get to your original goal, which sure. is the Burr method. Sure, absolutely. Right? Which is your cash flow. Which is your main absolutely. source of capital.
1: Yeah. So, and this was the. I mean, flipping is just the way to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a nine to five job, so mm-hmm. that's the way to put the food on the table. The other, the Airbnb business, that's you know a side income hustle that I've got going on with all of that. So, can't
0: wait! Can't wait to get to that one, actually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, that would be. That, that's, that would be the process there, what I'm going through with all that. So that's right. the, the end game being the Burr method to be able to buy and hold. I can't say the end game. The end game is own apartment buildings.
0: That exactly. Kind of thing, so. Exactly. <laughs> Man, I'm glad you're on the show here.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So how about this? Let me ask you. I'm just throw this out there because we're going to have real estate minds uh, uh, on the show as well. When you're talking about apartment buildings, are you yep. going to buy or build? Buy. Buy. Buy the apartment buy. building. Rehab, very grand card.
1: Building, I've not thought that big. That's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. I should probably start thinking bigger, but yeah, buying for now. 10X? Yeah that's right. 10x okay that's right. No I follow a lot of Grant Cardone myself well, as does. well For Absolutely sure. absolutely
0: He's, he he is the king he is absolutely the king. So let me ask you this. How did you fall into Airbnb? Because that's a topic, obviously, because myself, we're in Airbnb. We have a <laughs> great portfolio as well. That's This is a topic that a lot of our fans are asking about, a lot of our audience ask about, whether they're new, uh, novice, or, or expert. Sure. This is a big topic. How did you fall into Airbnb?
1: So it would have started back in November of last year when I had first, and I had initially seen a course um, ahead of time, mm-hmm. and I, I my wife would probably say different, but any big venture joint, you know, thing that I'm going to join it, jump into, I've got to test it and figure things out. And, and I need signs, you know, is this something that's going to happen for something big? Right. And um, so, yeah, it was one meeting that I had with a big group of uh, investors and talking to them. And that was one of the things they brought up and it was the exact course that I was thinking about. Um, so I went ahead and bought that, started it and um, took off from there um, and done a bunch of different learning there. Um, from different people and it's just kind of it's it's crazy how quickly it can go it's it's and it accelerates (laughs) fast very very we had calvin ma
0: on the show last week uh he's the ceo of rank breeze it's a uh, airbnb seo SaaS company he said something that was interesting he said airbnb's not easy no no i I think a lot of people look at it and they're like well this is a cash cow this is the get rich quick correct this is my easy 1500 easy 3000 a month but you and I both know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not a cakewalk.
1: Right. No, for sure not. I mean, the day-to-day process is a grind. Yes. And that's where I'm learning now um, just this last week. I mean, so, I learned so much just this last week of, of building a team, getting the team around you to, uh, to make you better and to build your, build your portfolio. Um, so no, definitely not easy. It's fun. I love it. It's a blast. And I can see myself being here for sure. Great way to make income for sure.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's dig in this. How did you find your first Airbnb property?
1: First property would have been a, uh, a master lease. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of different people would have taught, um, would have been the master leasing. And then um, did that, that did okay. The owner ended up selling the home. So I had to get in, I then was in kind of limbo. What do I do? Where do I go? That's where I would have um, gotten in with, uh, with Braden Ross, who's awesome. Um, taught me a lot of different things him and Trey Miller. So I've would learned a lot from them. Trey really pushed me into the management side of things. <laughs> um, so that's what it would have started in April. Um, started in April with the managing crazies, how that all came about in Greenville, South Carolina, found a property and, uh, saw it across the street, called the owner. I saw it online. They had it on Airbnb. They, so the month of March, they did $475 for right. the entire month of March, took it over. And in April we did $4,375. Incredible. So, over, you know, that's close to a $4,000 difference in one month. That's a 10x. That's exactly right.
0: That's a 10x. So, let's explain this because I think this is where the first big fork in the road happens for people who jump into Airbnb. Because you and I have very different strategies. I'm all about the master lease and you're all about the property management. So, for the fans who are just joining in or for the beginners, let's break down what what is a property management deal?
1: So, yeah, it's just managing. The property. So you have typical property managers. I'd be doing more the short-term rental property management. <laughs> so it's taking the property for the landlord. Landlord, putting it on Airbnb. I do all the guest management. I do um, taking care of all the cleaners, paying the cleaners, um, all those different things that come with the day-to-day task. Making sure this stuff is stocked with all the different things that you need. Um, keeping in touch with them, showing them reports every month, and then they basically sit back and just collect a check every month. So it makes it very, very simple for them. Um, I'm filling a need, is what I'm doing. Absolutely. You know, there's a huge need for property managers, short term rental property managers. Right, right, right. Um, and so that's what, you know, that's the need that I've kind of filled there with it. Um, and that would kind of be the step by step process, I guess you could say, that what, what you're doing.
0: Right. All of it, so, yeah. Right. You and I are going to get into some really deep stuff in the Airbnb because we're both quite well versed operators. Yep. But let me ask is on, on terms of the deal, do you actually hold the lease? Or are you just more, uh, I'm hands off. I'm going to make no. sure I fill the place and service it. Correct. That's all.
1: That's all. I am not liable for anything, anytime. Um, I'm not having to pay a check every month to the landlord. Mm-hmm. Um, that Obviously, what is theirs, they, they get. But I'm not signing a lease that I have to pay them every month versus the lease, uh, the rental arbitrage. I'm not having to make that payment every month. Right. So it's a lot less risk on my part. Um, and then I just get that set percentage every single month on it. Awesome. And it's based on me doing my job, whether I'm going to make money.
0: Awesome. 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 So, and the reason I want to get into this because for beginners, this is, this can get confusing what the differences are, right? So for you, it's okay. I'm going to jump in. You're a service is Mm -hmm. what you are. Where the difference is where the master lease, this is what I do. I take over the entire condo. Mm -hmm. I want the entire condo. I'm going to sign this lease. I'm going to pay you for this lease, but I want you to essentially just, just go away. Mm -hmm. I want you to go away. I'm going to take care of absolutely everything. I don't want your say on anything. I'm going to make sure everything is taken care of on that sense. So I think the big thing is that I'm taking on more risk, whereas on your side, it's, hey, um, I get paid on performance. That's exactly right. Simple as that. That's exactly right. So for you out there who are the beginners and you're thinking about doing Airbnb, you actually have two ways to go about it. You can go the property management way, Zero risk on your part, zero money on your part whatsoever. You're going to have some operating startup costs. You're going to have to make sure you fill it with your your, uh, consumables, your towels. Remember, it's not a real estate play. You're in the hospitality industry. You are running a mini hotel. There are costs involved. So you have a little bit of startup costs. Whereas if you do the master lease, that's the way I've gone. I control the entire property, but I'm going to make sure that I do it exactly my way. I think that's the most general type of way for the beginners there. Absolutely. Exactly. What's interesting though, is that you are able to scale very, very, very fast because you, how many different States do you have properties in right now? Listings in four, four different States,
1: South Carolina. That's the closest 45 minutes, Sarasota, Florida. That's 10 hours. I've got four or five down there, Pennsylvania. I've got quite a few cabins and a big house. And then I've got a hotel in Ohio and people waiting on me to get to their state to uh, go set up a few others. So awesome. How many rooms in a hotel? I could do however many I want. (laughs) There we go.
0: There we go. So let's get in this because I think this is the juicy part, right? Because we both know that if you do it right, Airbnb can, uh, the most attractive part is how scalable it is. Because at the end of the day, Airbnb is a business in a box. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're a true to the bone entrepreneur you start your own company, you have to do everything. You gotta come up with your own product. You gotta do your own sales. You gotta do your own fulfillment. Mm-hmm. You gotta do customer service. You gotta do your uh, payment processing, you gotta do your 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 restocking, your taxes, everything. Airbnb does everything. Sure. They're gonna find me my customers, they're gonna drive the customers Absolutely. to me, they're gonna take care of customer service, they're gonna do all the payment processing with no fees. Well, I guess the only fee is the 3% that Airbnb mm-hmm. takes. I basically just have to make sure that the customer arrives to the front door, bada boom, bada bing, done. Yes. Right? What in, a, you, in, a sh-
1: in a simple sense.
0: In a simple sense, yes, because we're going to get deep into this. Sure. But what you've been able to do is get into different states as fast as possible. So let me ask you this. How are you finding these properties in different states?
1: So it, and, more, and,
0: and what I will lead into that is how do you know that they're going to be profitable from a different state?
1: I believe in myself. And in Mm -hmm. my skills, what I'm going to do. But um, ultimately, it just gets, it comes back to just talking to people. If people know, like, and trust you, that's three of the main things that I I always look at. Know, like, and trust you. um, They're going to do business with you. So it's sharing it with people, and then it grows. And they tell their friends. Then they tell their friends. That's why I say talk to people. The more people you talk, the more people they're going to talk to. Absolutely. Um, And people are going to hear about you. So it's just been that. And honestly, I'm blessed. You know, I'm very, very blessed. The good Lord has been incredible to me. Um, and just making this thing absolutely explode in six months time up to 13 properties. I could have never guessed it. Um, and it's been, you know, I've learned so many, so much from so many different people, uh, with all of it. I mean, just this weekend was phenomenal up here at the the Elevate Mastermind with Braden Ross, Trey Miller, and many, many others. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been an awesome, awesome time.
0: That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Let's do this for the beginners here. If you had to restart again, what would you do differently?
1: Start a team sooner.
0: Start a team sooner.
1: So I'm very much like, hey, I can save a few bucks by doing it myself. Not the case. Uh, You can scale and grow a lot quicker, even faster, um, if you have a team around you. Now, I will say it's been incredible. I've learned so much. I've learned the ins and outs, even though it's only been six months. I've learned the ins and outs of what Airbnb is, you know, what it takes to be a good host, um, talking to guests, you know, all of that. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah, it's been a lot of that you know, just, uh, learning right now. Now it's going to grow and take off from here, I believe.
0: Awesome. So what's the first position you're going to fill now that you know what you know, first position you're going to fill right away. What's the, what position is that?
1: So I'm going to be more of the person who is out finding the properties, going and getting them set up, talking to people, getting more listings, um, working with investors to buy properties, um, And then I would manage it from there. And then I don't want to do as much of the guest management and the the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm -hmm. I've got already, you know, somebody lined up that's going to be taking care of all that stuff.
0: Awesome, awesome. I'm going to jump in here real quick. And this is also where you and I are very opposite, whereas when I started my Airbnb, I had a team right away. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right away because I was building the the cannabis company on the side. So I Mm -hmm. said, with the Airbnb, I can't let this Take away, fracture my focus, and so it's funny. I actually learned this from Ty Lopez. The one thing I've ever learned from Ty Lopez was exactly this, and it was a million dollar nugget. And he said about building, finding allies, but the fastest way to build a million dollar company is to find someone who's the exact opposite of you. Mm-hmm. And so, that's for exactly. you, you and I are very oh, similar exactly because right. we're the outgoing, like, like I said, we're the Captain Kirk.
1: That's exactly right. Right. That's
0: exactly right. We're gonna man the mission. We're gonna fly the ship right into war territory. Land us on the planet. We're gonna we're gonna find the green alien girl. Take her home. No problem. But we need the Mr. Spock. For sure. The one who's gonna oh, going to analyze everything. They want all the data. They need to yep. see the numbers before they make the decision. The engineer type, if you will. Yep. Very tough to talk to for the sales type.
1: Right. Because we're the exact opposite. Oh, I'm ready just to jump right in. Let's do it. The <laughs> one thing,
0: the game changer for me, I know for myself, for the Airbnb was from the get-go, and even how I start any of my companies now, I find a, a founding partner who's the exact opposite of me. The one who doesn't want to talk to people. The one who doesn't wanna do the marketing, who doesn't wanna come up with brands and logos. Like, they think that's, that's irrelevant, erroneous, get that yeah. out of here, right? That makes, yep. that makes, yep. there's nothing to the bottom line. But more importantly, they're the ones that'll stay behind, sift through the numbers, and make sure that everything, uh, uh, everything hits, everything makes sense. For sure. And Absolutely. that's how we really accelerated, I know, my business right away, is because I didn't have to t- start doing things that were outside of my wheelhouse, sure. where, I was, where I was more uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. So for all of you guys out there who are starting, whether it be an Airbnb project, whether it be a new business, whether it be even just any sort of venture, finding complementary partners is a 10x that sets you up right from the get-go. Absolutely. Yeah. Right from the get-go. And that's
1: huge. I mean, that's something that I've learned for sure. Yeah, That's something absolutely. I would do over for sure if I could.
0: So what's next? Where are you going next?
1: I am starting to be... Obviously, keep growing it and, and starting to be a little bit pickier with where I'm going. That's right. Um, figure, before, it was just like anything that comes my way. That's right. That's right. You know, Anything to make money. Um, now, it's being a little bit more strategic in where I'm going and the properties that I'm taking. I love the luxury route. So, going Same. to places that are a little bit more expensive, um, you get better guests overall. Yes. You know, they're not trashing the place near as much. Um, so, that would be, yeah, that, that's kind of the next step mm-hmm. uh, that I would say and being a little bit in a sense, pickier where I'm going with
0: same. With same. Not only not only that, the barrier to entry is a lot higher. So right now, even in Calgary, we're about to see this and we see this in all the big metropolitan cities, whether you're in the Vancouver, uh, Miami, Toronto, LA, I'm sure is, is is a hot spot. San Diego, I heard is 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 pretty tough too. Is that the barrier of entry is so low that anyone can just pick up a property, especially once you know that the tactics and the techniques, mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. pick up a property. Mm-hmm. conducting a great experience an Airbnb business is so different from just taking on a property and just making your quick cash as as I think a lot of the millennials are trying to go after here.
1: For sure. And that's where I've been building, building the systems and the tools. You know, I've got different secrets and tricks that I do to every property and to Mm -hmm. guests to give them that phenomenal experience that makes me a five-star host. Yes. Um, That gives them a five-star experience. You know, that's what it's all about. If they're not happy, you don't have a business
0: at at all at all and i think that's another thing a lot of people have to understand about airbnb as well is that as much as it is a hospitality industry it's also an seo business Mm -hmm. we're in the sense that your profile means everything sure not only is it is it when they're scrolling through that that screen and there's so many of these properties flowing flying through Mm -hmm. not only do you have to catch their attention immediately make them stop scrolling click on your uh, uh listing but not only that you have to have the credentials to back up your property That's because exactly I ran into one in Houston where uh, I made this mistake But I think this this was actually back in February where I thought I was very Airbnb versed Well versed went down there with my good friends and uh, we went from Dallas to Houston It was kind of like a last-minute thing So I was like don't worry I'll find us a place went through Houston went through went through all the uh, uh, the listings found one I'm like hey This one looks cheap looks good uh, Reserved it got there it was ghetto. It was ghetto. the 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 The, the uh, listing said it was gentrified. I would say it was on the lower end of gentrified of gentrification there, and it was scary. It was a, it was a, it was a, a startling neighborhood. No fun. And no fun. and obviously he got a bad rating for myself, but that will absolutely sink your business sure. if you don't have the ratings.
1: Absolutely, that's huge. Reviews are everything, and that's why I work hard to get five stars, and most of them are and absolutely very very good. And if it's not, I quickly strive to take care of the situation.
0: So let, let's get into this because people who are in Airbnb, uh, they are watching this show or they're going to be reviewing it. They're going to be, they're going to be rewinding it. What do you do when you get a complaint or when you get an, if, when you get, when you get a, a situation where a customer not happy?
1: Yeah, just had one recently. Um, they were staying at a big cabin in Pennsylvania and there was a lot of flies. Um, and so it's right away reaching out to them And whether I think it's not a big deal or not, you almost, in a sense, make it a big deal. Like, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry this happened. This is very, you know, I don't expect this to happen by any means. I work very hard for this not to happen um, or anything like this to happen. But, um, yeah, so I reach out to the guests right away. Let Airbnb know as well, depending on the situation. Um, what's going on. But yeah, reaching out to the guests and being quick to the draw too. Yes. You know, I want to be responding as they're still on their phone. Absolutely. Um, and just and just taking care <laughs> of any, any kind of um, issue that they have. If a guest knows that you care about them and you really are trying to be honest and helping them out, they're going to work with you. They're humans. We're all human beings. We're all the same. Um, you know, nobody's, yeah, we're all a little different, but we're still humans at the end of the day.
0: You got it. You nailed it. And we all just want the same things at the end of the day. We just want, we just want what we paid for, and we want to be heard.
1: hmm For sure. If,
0: if we get massive value and we feel like we're taken care of, it's going to be good every single time. For sure. Have you ever had an unreasonable guest?
1: Oof. yes. That's difficult. What do you do
0: with an unreasonable guest? Not, let's talk to more of our avid airbnb beers who are in the game, and they haven't really hit the unreasonable guest yet.
1: Right. The guest is always correct. Mm-hmm. I've learned that- being in sales in the furniture industry, the guest is always correct. Whether you want to be, whether you want to admit it or not, um, yeah, it could be a hard pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, just working with them, trying to figure it out, what can I do um, to help them out? And if it's not, walk away from the deal, let them go, and say, okay, what can I put in place now that is going to fix this situation so that it does not happen again? Um, so yeah.
0: Okay, I'm going to step in here right away because I had a guest just yesterday, just, just before I'm about to view a new property uh, for our portfolio, mm-hmm. I, get, I get a call from an irate guest, mm-hmm. completely irate, and, I pick, and I, take, I pick up the call, she's losing it on me right away, mm-hmm. absolutely losing me. I know for a fact that it's an older couple and a daughter is, you know, from their previous messages, mm-hmm. it's the daughter calling me. Mm-hmm. She's irate. She's, it's one of those conversations where she's not letting me get a word in. She's just trying to blast me, blast me, blast me, threaten me. If you don't give me a refund, I'm going to give you. I don't want to give you a bad review, but if you don't give me the refund, okay, I'm so going to get on yeah, there. That depends on the situation there. Yeah. Here's where I was talking about but unreasonable because the problem she was saying with the, with, with the condo, with the, with the property she was on, it just simply wasn't true wasn't mm-hmm. true whatsoever. She was saying a whole bunch of things where it an unsafe, uh, There's, it's unsafe neighborhood. It's so loud in the traffic, the air quality, and y- this isn't what we signed up for, and my parents don't feel safe. If it was maybe a different property, I could maybe agree and, you know, try and solve it. Mm-hmm. But this property in particular was one of our higher end ones, and mm-hmm. it's in one of the most affluent areas of Calgary. Yep. Every single house in Calgary has an alley. There's you know, minimal traffic. There's no noise. We've, I've had this property for over a decade. So I'm very familiar with this one. So I knew that there's something else going on. So mm-hmm. this is the one time where I had to step in and be like, the customer's not right on this one. And more importantly, and there's, there's little tickers in between when I ask you, Can, no problem. I completely understand. You have every right to feel this <laughs> way. Yeah. Right. But I don't quite understand what you're saying. Can you give me specifics? And that's where it came where she couldn't give me any specifics. All she kept trying to ram was, hey, if, if can you give me the refund or not? Will you give me the refund or not? And so I had to step in and say, uh, "Listen, pretty much, we're gonna have to exercise our right for the cancellation policy. If you guys aren't happy, because I don't, I don't think we can quite understand. We can't. You can't quite articulate. We can't quite narrow down what the problem actually is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you guys have such a problem with it, we can. I I want you guys to have a great stay, but I can't figure out what the issue is. Sure, because you're not being specific. Yes." So if you guys want to leave, I, a no problem. I want to take care of you guys, but at this point we'll have to exercise our right for the cancellation policy.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: as, as someone who's proud of the product and the service they put out, I'm not going to let someone bully me because oh, of whatever's going on with their with their subjective views. Right. So at that point, I had to step up, stand behind my team, stand behind my business and say, no problem, let's take this to the cancellation policy, okay. which at that point was moderate. So that was the only property I have is moderate because, again, it's more of a luxury property. Right. So we have to protect the company.
1: And, and I completely get that. I mean, I do that even now with some of my different things, I guess. And I've had that something similar, not like that, but similar in that and, and people wanting to cancel. I'm like, hey, I'm trying to run a business here. And, and that's very different than just, you know, being a very single host that has one property. Mm-hmm. Um, and I completely get where you're coming from there. Yes, that instance, I would probably be like that. Now, I'm meaning more if it's, for instance, the fly situation. As simple as I thought that was, I was like, that's not that big of a deal. To them, it was huge. Right. And I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to hear them. And I'm going to resolve the situation.
0: You know what was the number one complaint I've gotten that I thought was unreasonable for us until it came up three more times? Pizza cutter.
1: There was no pizza cutter?
0: There's, They're like, Donnie, you don't have a pizza cutter. Oh my God. And at first I thought, I was like, I don't owe you a pizza cutter, dude. <laughs> like, there's every other tool in here. Use the this fine knife set I've got you. But then I got the complaint two more times. So the first time I was like, okay, we don't need a pizza cutter. I'm not going to get a pizza cutter. By the third time I was like, get a pizza cutter for every single property. I don't know why this is an issue, but get a pizza cutter. But that's right good.
1: You're listening to your guests and what Always. they want. Yeah, always, That's always, always. always.
0: Because that is the thing. The difference between I think hotels and Airbnbs is that the Airbnb is a home experience. For sure. Hotels are draining. They're sterile. Um, there's there's a lot of costs associated with it. There's another thing too, is that when you're staying at a hotel, you understand that you don't truly have any privacy. And there's actually a, a part of the brain, it's, it's, a, it's a mammalian part of the brain where we understand that if we're not in our own, sort of our own, uh, um, in our own safe environment, mm-hmm. part of our brain is always alert for danger. Mm-hmm. Right? Fish have it too. Fish actually can sleep, have half of the brain completely sleeping, the other half completely awake mm-hmm. for danger. And that's why when you yep. travel from hotel to so it drains you.
1: Very true. I, I know find what that is right like now. I'm staying at a yeah,
0: yeah, quite a nice hotel too. You're you're actually <laughs> right in there. But the difference I find with Airbnb is that it really puts that at rest because you don't think that anyone can point. come in at any time. You don't think that there's just people. The other side of there's on the other side of these walls, there's complete strangers. When you're that's in an good. Airbnb, you if you're, you're very you're more settled. You can make it more home, and therefore you can really truly relax and unfold. And I think that's a competitive advantage that a lot that's of people good. don't understand. They just I say, didn't
1: understand that. That was good. That's well, great. a lot of
0: people I find they just say Airbnb is cheaper. And yeah, that's why they, they sure. that's why Airbnb is ruining the business, it's ruining economy. It's the same argument they have for taxis versus uh, Uber. Mm-hmm. What they don't understand is that taxis suck. Mm-hmm. Have you had to take a taxi in Calgary? No. It's terrible. No. Terrible. Right, those little lime scooters, those things are fantastic. The lime scooters are oh, incredible. Man. But that's actually the argument between Uber and taxi. It's like, no, taxis, you guys have had this one same sterile system for so long, you guys have lost the soul of what you guys are doing. Sure, You guys are cramming in these, not that immigrants are bad, but these, these types don't understand customer service. They don't understand the service, the luxury they're producing. Therefore, they've taken it from luxury to, they've taken it down here to this commodity, this kind of mm-hmm. grungy commodity. Mm-hmm. Uber comes along and it's, fresh face mm-hmm. they're interested to talk to you they have bottles of water and gum they're they're very inviting and warm and i really find that that's the true competitive advantage that airbnb actually offers sure do you do vrbo by the way yeah oh, what's vrbo like
1: you get a lot i would say it's a higher paying guest really without the issues that you get with airbnb
0: can you unpack that because i don't i've never used vrbo can you help me unpack so, that? so
1: yeah i mean for that uh, I've never had an issue with VRBO. I've only had two problem guests throughout the entire time that I've been doing it here. With all 13 properties, only two problem guests throughout. And that's... Most everybody gets all entangled with the, oh, Airbnb, they're going to trash my place, yada, yada. Always. That's not the case. No. I mean, 99.5% of guests are going to be great. Um, so, no, VRBO, you get a lot higher paying guests. Uh, I've got properties that are on it that are probably $100 a night more on VRBO than they are Airbnb. What? And... They're booking up, and then you you get a lot. I mean, it's an older clientele as well, I would say, on VRBO. Really? Um, and you don't have the issues. That's the biggest thing that I like, and you get paid more.
0: Interesting. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, so it's good. I mean, and that's something, too, that I've learned um, recently being across all the platforms. Um, and you get, you know, more uh, more exposure, people hearing, seeing your listing. Um, so, yeah, that'd be, that's what I would say the biggest difference with VRBO.
0: And is managing as simple as just making sure that you link the calendar, so link that the they, calendars, and, and, and you're done. Very simple. Awesome, awesome. What's it like for Airbnb for payment? Is it instant or is it? Was Airbnb? Yeah.
1: So they do not allow you to do the payout split, which is difficult for me as a host um, right. and in doing the managing. Um, but yeah, they would pay out, and they would just go directly to your bank account, and that's not instant. I want to say it's. Five days, okay, something like that. Yeah,
0: I have my same for for Airbnb. It's about five days because I don't gotcha. I don't do the PayPal route. Gotcha. You ain't taking three percent off me. <laughs> the hell out of here. So I do both. I got PayPal and
1: and the other Just depends on the situation.
0: Question is VRBO. So from what I know about VRBO, is it because it's more vacation rental property? When I first ever dived into uh, VRBO as more of a, a traveler, I always thought it was more cabins. Um, more bigger properties and whatnot. Is that the case?
1: There is, but they've been around longer than Airbnb has. Yes, definitely. I mean, so there's, you have a big range of properties. Mm -hmm. I would say you probably, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I'd say there's probably more higher-end properties on VRBO. Okay. Um, and a lot of your typical property managers would have it on their VRBO and they're now switching over to Airbnb or they have recently, but would have been on VRBO first. Um, so there is, I mean, you get a big range, probably not as big of a range as Airbnb. Airbnb, you're going to have a lot of cheaper properties and that's what they push for is the cheaper properties.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. A, a, a longer, a bigger range. Correct. For, for consumers. Have Correct. you seen the Airbnb release their new Lux properties? The Lux portfolios? sweet. Right?
1: I really want to get some properties on there. <laughs> same. Same. My dream is get, <laughs> down get down to Hawaii.
0: Get down to Hawaii. Get a volcano going. Yeah. Crush it out.
1: That would be fantastic. Um, those properties are sweet. Very, very cool.
0: Very cool. Very, very cool. So Landon, what is your goal with, what's the dream? Like let's, let's do 10 years ahead. Let's say we're doing a vision board, uh, vision board being obviously let's throw everything on there in terms of say your financial vehicle. What's on your vision board?
1: So that would be, uh, the end game, obviously the, um, uh, oh my word, apartment buildings, apartment buildings. Um, so having 400 uh, 400 doors by the time I'm 35 mm-hmm. has been a, always been a goal. Um, so that would be kind of, you know, pushing, getting the Airbnb started, getting that rolling in, producing the income, and then using that and other investor money to be able to buy, buy those apartment buildings, similar to like Grant Cardone does. Grant Cardone, yeah. Um, but yeah, bu- buying the, having 400 doors by the time I'm, I'm 35.
0: Incredible, incredible. doesn't matter if it's one building like Cardone, Cardone Capital Styles. I'd rather it
1: be that. That's a whole lot less maintenance. I mean, you got one building, one, yeah. you know, 400 doors versus... I don't know, what is that 40 10 units? That's a lot more work.
0: Right, 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 right. So what uh, and how about this? If you could start any dream business because you and I both we're both online. Mm-hmm. And I think the the what's really interesting about what we can do now is we literally run our business from our phone.
1: That is amazing.
0: It's like absolutely ama- I I actually do pretty much run both businesses from the phone. I do I do use the laptop more f- the laptop I use more for reports, mm-hmm. more of checking on reports and whatnot. But basically, I can run everything off the phone. Um, are you in the, that stage pretty much as yes. well? Yep. Is there any way to run uh, uh, home the bird technique and the home Ooh. flipping off the phone? A lot of moving no, parts. Probably in that not. You got to like, be hands on. Yeah. Unless
1: you're bigger, I don't know. Maybe I haven't learned that. Um, but I got to be there seeing it. I guess you could have a manager that's overseeing the whole process. But um, for me, I would rather be there and seeing that it's getting done and
0: all all. Right. That stuff. Here's a question we've never asked here, but this is something that absolutely fascinates me. I'm going to ask two of them, completely Uh separate. First and foremost, software stack. What software or apps are you using that really bring it all together for you? For Airbnb? Um, Just in life in general. Could be for your business, could be for whatever.
1: So here's one trick that I use across all my platforms um, with Airbnb or properties. Um, So everybody sends a house manual, a typical house manual. I send an electronic guidebook, mm-hmm. so I used Hostfully. So if you guys want to look that up, if you're a manager or uh, have some rental uh, properties that you're renting, Hostfully, look them up. Um, I use them. That does an electronic guidebook. That's all about user experience, and it's very, very nice. It's got a map of all my suggested places um, that I do versus you know you just doing the guidebook through Airbnb. Mm-hmm. People don't look at that. So I use Hostfully. It does my guidebook. It has the check-in, um, the house, man- some of the house manuals in there. A lot cleaner. Um, so I use that all the time. Oh, other apps. I should probably look at that.
0: Don't hit Instagram. Go into a wormhole.
1: Oh, no. I haven't done anything with Instagram yet. Um, Boy. I don't know what all else.
0: Yeah, I got nothing else. Hostfully.
1: YouTube. Always have YouTube. And YouTube. YouTubing and stuff.
0: YouTube. It's called Hostfully? Hostfully. Because you showed me your one of your uh, welcome guides, and it blew me away.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Guests never see that. I mean, it's not something that you see out there. Not Nobody else uses it. So it's just a way that I try to be ahead of the game a little
0: bit. And it, it, it's a, it's very well laid out. I know for me, because my big thing is user experience. If the UX sucks, and I have to, like, guess and check, that's why seal it or host away. Hello, IGMS. <laughs> <laughs> but your are hostfully. it was great. I it, it didn't take any figuring out. I never got lost. It was so intuitive. Boom, boom, boom. So if I can do it... I th- consider myself kind of the average consumer. I get frustrated very quick at technology. Mm-hmm. i will drop you so fast, but that was that was really awesome. The, and that. for that that's one, good. you can't do bookings off hostfully, right? No, that's okay. just
1: that's just strictly guidebook. Strictly the guidebook. Yeah, gotcha. Then gotcha. I use IGMS like you just. Alluded. Oh, IGMS, IGMS, so good. Uh, I, IGMS,
0: this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I,
1: running, um, I always love to be the best.
0: You mentioned that you, you read a lot of books, but there's one book you told me in particular specifically, about Airbnb. So if this is a big one for you guys are all listening out there and you're trying to dive into the Airbnb or you're already operating an Airbnb, I'm looking at you, my new rival in Calgary that has 11 properties. Which book did you, (laughs) did you say was the absolute go-to?
1: So Danny Reuter's book, Optimize Your BNB. If you want to get into the Airbnb space and you're a manager or take care of any properties, get that book, Optimize Your BNB. Awesome. Um, you can look him up, Danny Reuter. It's a fantastic book. Um, I've chatted with him, and he's he's got some great, great content. I've learned a lot of stuff from him.
0: Incredible, incredible. Okay, last question. This is the big one because I find that all high performers, I find that all entrepreneurs who are really find their stride, all have one thing in common, and that's the morning. What's your morning routine look like these days?
1: So, uh, wake up. Normally six six Good start. thirty. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, six or six thirty, something like that. And I get out, um, typically I know I'm bad and I'm wanting to change it, go on social media a little bit. Um, I don't want to be that guy, but that's what I'm doing right Dangerous. now. Just checking in on everything. Dangerous. Um, and then, uh, then I always got to read the Bible, read a little bit of the Bible, mm-hmm. um, get into the word and then, um, I'll usually read a book. Um, and, you know, something that's, you know, to, to, uh, other than the Bible, getting going with uh, business talk and stuff like that. So that's typically how it goes. And then get started and play with a little boy when he gets up. That's always fun. Um, and yeah, it's awesome. You can be at home working at home. That is, it's amazing. It's it's a it's I'm a f- super blessed. That's it, for sure.
0: It's it's a freedom that's earned. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a freedom that. That's, oh, I get that, that, that all the time.
1: I'm like from friends and, and family, <laughs> even my own dad. I mean, it's like. Landon, are you ever going to go to work and do something? And I'm just like, Dad, you have no idea, um, the amount of hours that I'm putting in here behind the scene and late nights. My wife knows; she's uh, she's awesome. Um, yeah, she sacrificed a lot for me to be able to travel, just like traveling up here. Um, so yeah, no,
0: incredible. And uh, shout out to the wifey as well. I ho- hope you're having fun in Florida with a little little
1: that's right little that's body right. down
0: there. Um, I want to ask you something a little bit deeper. Um, and Dily the sound can we like dub in some like really nice music after this? Well, as we're explaining this, um, when you read the Bible in the morning, what is that to you? When you read the when the, when the Bible, when you read them, what is that to you?
1: So, always reading normally, generally something from Proverbs. And this life is so temporary, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I try to share it with as many people as possible. I mean, this life is so so temporary, um, and so digging into what really matters, mm-hmm. um, you know, eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, where am I going to go after this life? Because this life is so short, mm-hmm. um, heaven or hell. Where are you going? So it's it's digging into the word. There's so much business in in, in the word. People don't understand that. Um, there's so much to that in Proverbs and, and things like that. Um, so it's digging into there. What does the Lord want to speak to me today to be able to share to other people um, and to share it to the world? So, um, but yeah, that's you know always having that mindset of you know short term with knowing the end game is, is heaven. And um, uh, I can't wait for that. Incredible. will be there.
0: Absolutely incredible. Is Thank there? you very much for sharing that. For because sure. um, What I've learned from really being around anyone who, who wakes up with purpose, with a, a singular focus and a definite of purpose, is that uh, in the mornings... They always tap into something, whether you whether it's meditation, whether it's an energy, whether it's flow state, or whether it's God. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, they always start the day with something higher for sure. that grounds them and um, lets their work flow through them. For sure. And Absolutely. I think I think that's different from grinding, and I think it's different from just uh, hustling for money, which is what the capitalists love. They hate hearing this part when I tell when I talk right, to the boys right. in Toronto, and I say, "Hey, it's not all about money." There's, money is not. They everything. gave me the screw phase, like.
1: For sure. What Friendship, the hell are you relationships, talking about? Um, family, that's what it's all about. Um, money is just a tool to use to get you the time freedom to be able to spend that with people. You got And it. we learned a lot of that just at this last mastermind was relationships. Absolutely. Um, and that's why, you know, one of the main things that I came here to Calgary was to build those relationships, you know, with yourself and with, all the other people at the mastermind it was mm-hmm. uh, that's that's what it's all about like-minded spending that time with like-minded individuals
0: you got it you got it. it landon thank you very much for coming down here thank you very much for sharing us with your story it, yeah. getting deep down uh i hope you guys got a lot of value from this if you guys are out there watching on the live please follow this man landon schlabat Schl- you're, sh-
1: you're terrible you're doing <laughs> it like they did in football back in the day <laughs> <Landon Schleyball. laughs> <Landon Schleyball. laughs> Absolutely. I can't. I
0: can't do one show though, having to hit this green button, and that's the one, Landon Schlebach. Landon Schlebach. Yes, Absolutely, my good. man. Uh, you're you're one of my. favorite favorite strangers, now <laughs> now friends and brothers. Thank you for coming down Absolutely. and being the very first guest in the uh, one-to-one studios as well. Guys, this is the Cash Leads podcast. This is our very first episode in the one-to-one studios. Look for more updates as we launch this venture. The Cash Leads podcast is brought to you by Boost CBD. Boost CBD, we make cannabis products for people who don't like getting high, specifically utilizing CBD for performance and recovery. We are on an episode two. We are on a mission to get to episode 52. This is is episode 22 and the cash leads podcast is not possible without the asian avengers we're talking about brian fam and dilly the sound guy thank you guys very much we're out profit on a six thousand dollar investment will be upwards of sixty thousand dollars incredible yeah. dollars. easy right dollars. Dollars.